Hello and welcome to On Air with Myrick O'Connell. I'm Howard Kaplan. This on-air podcast features attorneys from Myrick O'Connell, a full-service law firm with offices in Worcester, Westboro, and Boston. Today's guest is attorney and partner Ted Bassett, chair of the firm's Personal Litigation Group. He's practiced in the area of civil litigation for more than 25 years. Ted is a member of the Million Dollar Advocates Forum, membership in which is limited to trial lawyers who have demonstrated exceptional skill in advocacy by achieving a trial verdict, award, or settlement in the amount of $1 million or more. Massachusetts Lawyers Weekly named Ted as one of the top 10 lawyers in Massachusetts. You can learn how Ted and his colleagues at Myrick O'Connell can assist you with your business and personal legal needs by visiting MyrickO'Connell.com. We should note this is being recorded during the coronavirus or COVID-19 crisis. So Ted joins us today specifically to explore the question, the topic of who is protecting the elderly in this crisis. I want to thank you, Ted, for joining me on On Air with Myrick O'Connell this morning on this important topic. Thanks. Thank you for having me on today. My pleasure. I want to state that you and Lisa Neely from the firm just uh, authored a very important piece on the title I just mentioned, Who is Protecting the Elderly? And for lack of a better term, Ted, I find this whole issue that we even have to ask this a bit grisly. And I want to start off first by asking, you know, there are a lot of stories in the news about coronavirus deaths in nursing homes. Are these stories overblown? Some people might think, uh, is this fake news, so-called? Howard, it by no means is fake news. This is a horrible, horrible crisis. We're, we're all feeling sorry for ourselves, being secluded at our homes and uh, feeling as if we need to be outdoors or visiting people. The real tragic victims here uh, in this um, pandemic are those in nursing homes who, under federal regulations now, are not even allowed to have visitors. And what happens is, is that if one person gets infected, what's been shown is that sometimes 30, 40, 50 percent of the whole population can be infected. And it's horrible what's happening to these people. It's been described as as if you're on the Titanic and there's no lifeboats. Mm, um, yeah. So, and what's really tragic is that of all the deaths, about 20 to 25 percent of our country's deaths right now are people who are uh, at the mercy of living in nursing homes. And I and I don't mean to criticize. I'm not criticizing the nursing homes per se, but they are in fact locked into these situations with their elderly, and they have underlying diseases. And, and as we all know from day one, who's the most susceptible to this virus? It's the elderly who have underlying conditions. So it's targeted as, as, um, as a place where there's going to be more sickness and more death than any place. Sadly, yep. Why is it happening, though? I think the person on the street would, would ask, so, Ted, why is this happening in facilities that have medical staff, they're on duty most of the time or some of the time, and federal regulators are overseeing the operation of, of nursing homes, right? Right. <laughs> so I, th- I think why, why it's happening to such a degree right now 
is because there are not enough resources that have been targeted for the nursing homes. When this uh, pandemic first started, the cry was that we need more hospital beds. The hospitals are going to be overcrowded. That We're not going to be able to have enough ventilators in the hospitals. So money poured into the hospital system, and it should have poured into the hospital system, no question about it. But money didn't pour into nursing homes. So what happened was is the people that were most susceptible to the virus and the disease, the nursing homes didn't get the protective gear that they needed. They didn't get the masks. They didn't get the gowns. They didn't get testing kits. So what happened is is that when someone got sick, they, they didn't have a plan in place. We didn't have those plans in place. So I think the number one situation is the fact that there are not enough resources that are being funneled into the nursing home industry. And it's our hope that will change. I think in New York, Governor Cuomo himself has has realized that that's really where we need to put the resources at this point in time. So that's why I think it's happening, Howard. So, Ted, what are the biggest problems, maybe the big three here, facing nursing homes during this pandemic? There are so many challenges, but what would you pinpoint as some of the, the biggest problems? I think the the biggest problems involve the fact that you have the most susceptible group of individuals in a small space, and when one person becomes infected, it can spread throughout the whole home, and it can devastate the whole community. And I think one of the things is, is that there are no tests out there to know whether or not someone has the virus. If there were tests out there available to the nursing homes to test all their patients. They could then isolate the patients who test positive but don't have any symptoms. But what's happening throughout the, throughout the world, but in nursing homes in particular, is you have people who are asymptomatic who are then being treated by staff, and the, the staff goes to the next room, and some of the safety regulations of masks or washing hands isn't being done. And then Another thing that's exacerbating the situation is if an elderly person in a nursing home broke his arm, went to the hospital, was tested for the virus, was tested positive, then those people are brought back into the nursing homes. And in fact, in in the state of New York, they can't turn away somebody, a patient who has the virus. It's just horrific. And the good thing is here in Massachusetts, the DCU center in Worcester has been set up as uh, it was originally to be extra hospital beds for the acute uh, care with ICU equipment. But now it's situations, it's a place where people can be transferred. And that's what needs to happen for the elderly community is to be able to, if they have to go to the hospital and they're treated for the acute symptoms, they recover and then they're sent back to the nursing home. They're going to infect everybody else. There needs to be these field stations, field hospitals, and that's what the DCU center is, so that there's protection to the to the other people in the nursing homes. So the big question is, are federal, state, and local agencies doing anything about these challenges that we've been talking about? And if so, what have they been doing? The federal regulators have, in fact, uh, issued regulations in terms of restricting visitors, restricting the the people that come in. Since March, 
the regulators have been going in inspecting to make sure that things are in order. And what's shocking is since March, a third of all nursing homes have been found to be deficient in that they don't even have protocols for washing your hands going from patient to patient. Whoa. Uh, oh, my goodness. So, so there's, a, there's a whole systemic problem in terms of policies not in place. Earlier this year, the Trump administration decided we need to get do away with regulations, and they proposed a regulation that does away with full-time infection specialists in nursing homes. This is not the time for us to have new regulations that say that there will be no further need for infection specialists. So the, the money needs to pour back into the nursing homes to help them with this situation. And the problem is now is that Families are, are not able to visit. Families are getting phone calls being told that their, their, their parent or grandparent has passed away. And it's just, uh, uh, it, it's tragic. And I hope that more monies will be funneled in. I think the, the next wave of money that's going to be coming from the government will fund some of these things. Yesterday there was talk about, well, let the states go bankrupt. That might be a good solution for, then we won't have to give any more federal money. Well, these people need the financial assistance more than more than any particular group. So that's what hopefully can be done. Hopefully it can. And uh, what can be done to flatten this curve, particularly, you know, as, as the uh, saying goes in this pandemic, particularly with regard to the nursing home population? The simplest of things that we're all being told we should do. Everyone needs to have masks. They don't have masks. I know that yesterday there was uh, talk about um, in Framingham, a nursing home where the uh, virus is spreading, Robert Kraft donated 500 masks. But these places, they don't even have masks. They don't have gowns. Some of them are wearing raincoats because they don't have, have gowns. And what we all need, and especially nursing homes, there needs to be the test so that you can, in fact, test people find out who has the virus, and then immediately isolate them. Some of the nursing homes are doing a great job in terms of anybody that's infected is put on one particular floor or wing and separated and then treated separately. And then the cautions in terms of masks and gloves and hand washing has to be followed. Simple, The simple things, and shockingly, in a lot of places, the simple things are not being done. You know what's amazing, Howard, is that there are five-star nursing homes where we'd all like our parents or grandparents to be. There are three-star, two-stars. And right now, statistics are showing that it doesn't matter. This thing can spread no matter how well of a reputation a nursing home has. The whole industry is, is suffering. People are not going there. There's threats of bankruptcy with the, with the nursing home industry. It's a horrible situation. And if we can help with more money and some more regulation, hopefully that will be the case. Seems like nursing homes are the epitome of our cultural limitations here in terms of how we treat or maybe don't treat well the elderly. And it's manifesting itself, and this is just my personal opinion, Ted, here in nursing homes, which folks tend to be a little bit skittish of anyway. So it seems like this is all coalescing into one big mess. Right, right. Well, you know, in, in other countries, uh, perhaps the, the elderly are are treated with, with more respect, and you find in some of the other countries where 
the elderly will live with the families. It's normal to have the, yeah. the grandparents. And I can't imagine uh, if someone's on the edge about whether mom or grandma has to go to a nursing home right now. I can't oh. imagine that someone, a family member, sending someone to a nursing home. And that's going to strap the nursing homes in terms of they're getting less less patients. And, and uh, you know, there are the elderly that it's not just because a family ignores them. It's because they have medical needs and that might be the best place for them to be when there's not an infection or a virus going on. But, you know, even before the virus, I think they said there's like close to 400,000 people in nursing homes die every year from different infections. It's a Petri dish and it's, it's horrific. And I wish we were talking about a more pleasant subject, but these people deserve to be cared for. And I will comment there's some new legislation that six states, including Massachusetts, have enacted, which basically says, you know, this, this virus is so horrible that no matter what happens, you can't bring a negligence claim. And uh, I'm a personal injury attorney, so I typically favor those that have been injured or uh, I'm prejudiced. But, oh, my God, someone is careless enough to drop my grandmother on the ground and she fractures her hip uh, during the pandemic. There's no liability. There's no responsibility. I am absolutely dumbfounded. I'm. <laughs> I had no idea of that, uh, Ted. I, you know, I try to keep up on these things. I did not know about that. That's uh, chilling. Yep. That was just, just, just six states right now. Florida is grappling with it, and the governor of Florida um, is being asked to to uh, sign an executive order. There's already constitutional uh, challenges to these immunity laws. And clearly, you know, our heroes are the people that are working in these facilities. Uh, But for if if someone is not wearing a mask or not wearing or not washing their hands at a time like this, I don't care whether you're in a nursing home, the grocery store, or wherever. That's just reckless, reckless conduct that we should not have immunity for. These people deserve protection. Absolutely, Ted. Uh, very well put. As we wrap things up on this edition of On Air with Myra O'Connell, as Ted said, it's not the most uplifting topic, but it is a topic that needs discussion, needs action, frankly. And uh, Ted is on the forefront of uh, doing things that can improve matters in this area. Are there any just final words, last thoughts you might have? Well, you've got me pretty uh, energized about this topic, Howard, because it's it's uh, it's such an emotional issue for family and friends. And I mean, here at Myrick O'Connell, we do a lot of elder law, and it's it's been devastating the number of calls we've had from families about uh, family members who have died and who've been unable to be there by their side. And you have to have isolation. That's no one's fault. It's just it's a tragic situation, and hopefully people will understand that more money needs to be funneled into nursing homes. They've always been the uh, stepchild of the healthcare system, and I think they need support. So hopefully we will get that from state, local, and federal authorities. So I want to thank you, Howard, for hosting this. And um, we here at Myrick O'Connell appreciate everything that you're doing on these podcasts and look forward to uh, doing another one on maybe a a less distressing topic. Totally my pleasure to help move these issues forward and to help you folks who are doing an awful lot of work at Myrick O'Connell. And I just have to say that 
I read that line in your recent article on who's protecting the elderly, that nursing homes are the stepchild of the healthcare system, if I have that right. That is a brilliant statement. Well, thank you, Ted. Ted Bassett uh, was our guest today on On Air with Myrick O'Connell. He's an attorney and partner with the firm. How can folks contact you with questions or concerns? So my email address is the letter E Bassett, B-A-S-S-E-T-T, at MyrickOConnell.com. My direct line here is 508-860-1442. Thanks, Ted. You can learn how Ted Bassett and his colleagues at Myrick O'Connell can assist you with your business and personal legal needs by visiting MyrickOConnell.com. I'm Howard Kaplan. On behalf of Myrick O'Connell and attorney Ted Bassett, thanks for joining us on this important topic. Take care and stay safe. This podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Myrick O'Connell. It is intended to inform you of developments in the law and to provide information of general interest. It is not intended to constitute legal advice and should not be relied upon as such. This podcast may be considered advertising under the rules of the Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court.